On this episode of Jet City Hot Takes, Seahawks traveling across the country to the Eagles. We break that down. And in three weeks' time, the Seahawks will be atop the NFC West. And I have finally accepted that Gronk is not coming back to the Patriots. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to... Who am I kidding? These guys aren't pros. The starting lineup for your Jet City Hot Takes podcast. He's Boston bred. He hates seafood, and he swore to start reading more. So now he watches Netflix with his subtitles on. Corey Dillon. That is next level stupidity. And he's a Northwest native. Doesn't care what you say, Sriracha is overrated. And he sleeps with a Ken Griffey Jr. body pillow. Keith Wayne. Hey, I don't judge. You do you. Just keep it off the field. Jet City Hot Takes. Hot Takes. Week 12, the NFL season. Seahawks coming off a bye, so we don't have anything to really recap with them this weekend. But we can get right to their game because I think uh, the Seahawks traveling across the country to Philadelphia against the Eagles uh, isn't going to be that easy of a matchup. No, I mean, this was supposed to be a Sunday night game. It got flexed out because uh, the Eagles are 5-5, five and five, and they wanted to put the Packers and the Niners on TV. I get it. I understand it. 2-8-2 two, two teams is more compelling, I guess. But yeah, 10 a.m. start in Philly. It's uh, not going to be an easy game. No, not at all. After uh, I watched the Eagles-Patriots game last week, and I'll tell you, the um, not that I'm real high on the Patriots offense at all, but the Eagles played great defense. They, they played really, really hard defense. So uh, that's something I'm worried about, even with Russell having such a great year. Is he going to find these receivers um it, it's going to be a tough matchup for the, the offense i think a lot of that had to do with the fact that the patriots really don't have a downfield threat no they do not where the seahawks do they've got a few so i think they can stretch them more vertically than new england was able to new england still came out of there with a win on the back of that really good defense this is definitely not going to be a 17 to 10 game I would see it definitely being higher scoring than that. But uh, I don't know, this should be a fun game, I think. Well, what do you see happening? Talk to me about the game. Break it down for me, Mr. Seahawk. All right, so there, there were a few moves the Seahawks made uh, today, actually. Ed Dixon is coming off of IR. They had to make room for him, so they released Jamar Taylor, who's been playing nickel. So it sounds like uh, Ugo Amadi could be seeing his first real significant time on that defense as the nickel corner. And then uh, we don't really know exactly what's going to happen with Tyler Lockett, if he's going to be able to go or not. It's really going to depend on how practice goes this week for him. So that said, it's still they're coming off a bye. The Seahawks are 6-3 and three under Pete Carroll coming off a bye week five and two since Russell Wilson was drafted. It's another week to get Quandre Diggs and Josh Gordon integrated into the offense and the defense. So I think that's helpful. I agree. I think this is actually a game where uh, Gordon can actually, after the bye week, come in and, and actually make a difference. I, I think with another week with, with Josh Gordon in the offense and uh, the way that uh, Jacob Hollister has been playing and the fact that Ed Dixon's coming back and how good DK Metcalf has been as a rookie, even if Tyler Lockett doesn't play as good as he is and as tight as the chemistry is between him and Russell Wilson, I think Russell Wilson can still be fine even if Tyler Lockett doesn't go because those, those guys really have turned into weapons. And defensively, how do you think the Seahawks stack up against this Philadelphia offense, which is very confusing to me because I'm not a big Wentz guy at all. Uh, I, I think they run so hot and cold, they're very inconsistent. Uh, but you know it, what's funny? The, the first word for the Eagles that I have there, inconsistent in my notes. They're, that's why they're 5-5, five and five, right? Right. They have a very talented team. Uh, defensively, the Eagles actually do stop the run pretty well. They give up, I think, 3.5 yards per carry, which is you know in the top half of the league. I think it might be one of those games where they're going to try to get Chris Carson going, but that Eagles front is going to make that really hard. And so if they're going to win, you're going to need some explosive plays in the passing game, which Russell Wilson, of course, is able to deliver against a secondary that 
does give up a pretty solid amount of explosive plays. I was going to say, can we expect, because normally, you know, the Seahawks are running to open up the passing game, and I think this is a game where they're going to have to maybe open up the passing, you know, hit, hit, hit with the passing game to open up the running game a little bit. Yeah, I mean, we saw that against Tampa, right? Tampa actually had the best run defense in the league, and so they passed to open up the running game, and the Seahawks ended up running for over 100 yards against them, which I don't think any team had yeah, done the first to that team. point. Yeah. So it can be done. It's not by any means the toughest test they've faced, and they got a bye week coming off of that insane Monday night game against the Niners, which I think if this had been the week after, I might look for this being a little bit of a trap game. You know, you come off that emotional up and down of that Monday night game, you have a quick turnaround, only six days, and then you would have to fly across the country. I could see them having a little down week there. I don't see that happening coming off a bye. I was going to say, so them flying East Coast with the early start, you don't think uh, any effect really on the Seahawks this week? Early on in Russell Wilson's and Pete Carroll's tenure, that was an issue. The last... Uh, two or three seasons those 10 a.m starts really haven't mattered a whole lot i think they've got the formula down of just leaving a day early giving the team more time to get settled into the time zone so i don't think the 10 a.m start is really that big of a deal now as it as much as it used to be anyway it's still an obstacle to go to overcome for sure i think it's gonna be a good game and i, I this is a important three game stretch for uh, the nfc west in general you know with this game against the eagles then it follows up with the monday night game home the seahawks home against the vikings mm -hmm. and then on the road against the rams and then the 49ers who are one game up in the division hosting green bay on the road at the ravens on the road at the saints uh this is a big wow. three game stretch where um does any team this season have a harder stretch than the Niners do there? I believe actually historically, if you go by winning percentage, like there's no That's tougher three-game stretch. I think all three of those teams on their schedule there are all eight and two, aren't they? They are. They and two I, of them I are on the are. road. Yeah, so combine Oof. 24 and 6, I can do math. But um, yeah, so this is a you know a big three-game stretch where I think this division could be decided. Realistically, looking at this and looking at how the 49ers have played you know, the last couple games, I know Arizona plays them tough. They played them tough when they were in Arizona, but Arizona played them really tough at home yeah. this past week. Don't let the 10-point differential fool you. They're, they scored a touchdown on the last play of the game. Yeah, totally. I, I mean, good for Jimmy G. He let it, let it come back. Good for him. But this three-game stretch for them I I really I think I see them losing two games I think I, I agree with you I think um I mean we'll obviously Packers Niners one of the biggest games of the week so we'll go ahead and pick that later when we actually pick our games but I don't think there's any way that they're coming out of this without at least one loss and I think you're right they're likely to lose two of these I, games. I think so too and and what I'm looking at in the next three weeks with with the Seahawks I mean I see them winning two uh, so that would mean after, you know, if, if things go well with predictions, which never do for us. Um, I think the toughest game that stretch is probably at the Rams, right? Just because the way those two teams match up against each other, it's always a really close it's game, and a, it's on the road. It's just a battle, and it's on the road. So, I, I mean, I see the I, – I think after, you know, these next three weeks, the Seahawks are going to be sitting atop the division because of the tiebreaker with, with the 49ers in that Week 17 game. Ooh, that's going to be That is going to be a big, big game. I don't want to look too far ahead because injuries have – Happen, teams get hot, teams get cold. You never know what's going to happen. But, I mean, the Seahawks need to take care of business this week in Philadelphia. They really do. If they want, like you said, if they want to sit on top of the division, I think this is a game that they have to win. 
I th- I've seen some speculation that, oh, the Eagles need this more than the Seahawks. Well, no, the Seahawks are realistically fighting for a first-round bye, maybe maybe even a one seed. Yeah, it, I mean, it's really, you're going to be probably, a, definitely a first-round bye or the fifth seed. So this yeah. is a huge game. This is the difference between having a bye week playing and then playing a game at home versus having to just play on the road throughout the playoffs. It's huge for the Seahawks. So the narrative that the Eagles need this more to stay in the division race of the Cowboys is hilarious to me because I think the Seahawks, if they get home field advantage in the playoffs, we've seen what happens ever since they moved to the NFC. They've gotten home field advantage three times. You know what's happened all three times? They've gone to the Super Bowl. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's pretty big, pretty big deal. Pretty big deal. Those are, you know, we're gonna get to those games later. Um, so we won't really discuss more what we're gonna think is happening here. Uh, I do want to get something. Yeah, I want to clear. I, I'm very happy. I got a little. I fell for the little bit of the bait of you know. There's a big announcement for Gronkowski. <laughs> uh, you know, on Tuesday, 9 a.m. Blah blah oh, blah. You got like, okay, After Brady's been uh, complaining. You know about the offense. Really, he's not happy with it, and I don't blame him because they they aren't playing very well. Um, and he announces a damn beach party. So um, <laughs> Gronk not coming back in 2019. Uh, so that, but the good thing is, I like I can move on. It's just not happening. It's not, it's not happening. He's not coming back. He's gonna go make a million dollars and host a, a music show at the Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> But one thing I did think and he's was, a Lakers girl now too. I you thought, yeah, that? I saw that. Um, <laughs> I did think it was interesting that he didn't rule out coming back. Like he ruled out 2019, and then you know, but not a return to the NFL. Then, which gets me in my crazy brain thinking: like, is Brady really not that happy? And will Brady and Gronk go somewhere next year? You know, what? I I think I saw something earlier in the year. I don't know if it was last week or like a month ago, but that Gronk said he would come back if the NFL allowed players to use CBD. I don't think that's going to happen anytime no, soon. No, not anytime so, soon. Uh, but the other thing is, if that, w- I, I mean, realistically, I don't know. Um, I think Gronk technically can't necessarily go to another team. There would have to be, I think there's some sort of Patriot have to be traded. roadblock there. So uh, I don't know if that'll happen. However, my brain just goes wild with that. I know we don't want to talk too much Patriots here because we're here in Seattle. But finally got Isaiah Wynn back on the offensive line. I know that. And I think that's been one of the, the worst thing for the Patriots. He's the right tackle or left tackle? Left. Le- oh, okay. Okay, yeah. So Newhouse, who I, I, I've heard on Boston Radio, they're referring to him as as Easy Pass because uh, he can't block anybody. Uh, and you know, it brings me back to the playoff game last year against the Chargers. Joey Bosa and Ingram, they said they could, they were beating their man. Just Brady was getting rid of the ball so fast that it didn't even matter. And yeah. with this offensive line, the way it's been, it's, I think it's really hurt them. I do think they're not strong at wide receiver. Uh, they don't have that deep threat, like you said. They have Edelman, who's more you know slot and over the middle. Same thing with Sanu. He's just a bigger target. The Patriots don't really have that outside threat. Uh, but I am excited to see this matchup against the Cowboys this week. The Cowboys have been playing great football. Uh, I know we're going to talk about that game in a little bit, so we won't go, we're won't go. we not going to get into it right Dak's now. Dak's been proving me wrong. Yeah, I, think I at the laughed beginning of at the his season, $40 million or whatever the hell he wanted. He's still not worth $40 million. And don't get me wrong, I don't think any one player is worth $40 million right now. But I said at the beginning of the season that the one thing holding Dak back was his ability to connect on the deep ball. Well, now he's probably one of the best deep ball throwers in the league this season. For sure. So, I mean, that makes their offensive threat. I don't know what's happened to their defense, though. Yeah, I don't. It's kind of disappeared when that was the strength of that team last season. Yeah, it. it interesting little flip so it'll be it'll be fun to see Dak go against the New England Patriot defense, which is obviously very stout. And then, uh, you know. 
see if Brady and the offense can get on track with the addition of the offensive lineman, uh, and but still weak at wide receiver. We'll see what happens. Before we get into the uh, picking of those games, let's just dive right into fantasy football real quick. Um, I know you had some people in mind. Yeah, uh, I've actually got two people in this uh, Seattle versus Philadelphia matchup. First one is DK Metcalf. Like I, you know, I just said that. The Eagles secondary is prone to give up a couple explosive plays a game. Look for one of those explosive plays to be a deep touchdown to DK Metcalf. Um, And then another one is actually a Philadelphia player, and it's tight end number two, Dallas Goddard, who... I love the reasoning behind this. So, (laughs) this is just an observation that I have as a Seahawks fan. I would actually have to check the stats. But anytime the Seahawks play against one of the league's premier tight ends... Travis Kelsey, Zach Ertz, Rob Gronkowski. Typically, they shut down that number one tight end, but the number two guy, for whatever reason, has a career day. So Dallas Goddard, who actually has been pretty productive because teams have been focusing more on on slowing down Zach Ertz, I think he's going to have like probably six or seven catches and a touchdown in this game. Well, I'm going to take your advice, and I'm starting him in my DraftKings League. And then I've got kind of a weird one for you. You, you kind of went interesting when I said this. Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, that one uh, that one caught me off guard. So they're at home playing against the Jaguars' defense, and the Jaguars' defense is pretty stout, but Ryan Tannehill has been playing against some pretty good defenses recently, and he's had 22 or more fantasy points every week for the last four weeks. Mr. Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill. I think they, uh, I don't know if he's a permanent answer there at quarterback in Tennessee. I would say probably not. Probably not. He's. I think he's more of a stopgap, but he's a pretty serviceable stopgap that, I don't know, the way things are going might get him a wild card. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, I have a couple. Uh, first one, quarterback. Uh, I like Baker this week going against the Dolphins. Ah, yeah. um, uh, I know Baker was disappointed with that whole helmet thing and Miles Garrett, and uh, so maybe he uses this some sort of motivation. Yeah, and, and, of, and people have talked that thing to death. So. Right. Really, <laughs> I, I think Baker is uh, due for a big game. Uh, Miami, obviously, not a good team. So uh, Jarvis Landry getting a ton of targets. Uh, Odell Beckham, maybe he finally has a game. Bo Scarborough against Washington. He came. He basically oh, yeah. got, he got signed right out, like signed by Detroit. I think this past week, and all of a sudden, you know, showed up. Um, so and he was on the Seahawks in the preseason too, yeah. which is kind of funny. So and and they're playing the Redskins, also not a great run defense. So I mean, until it it's proven that it doesn't work, why not roll with him again? Yeah. And then finally, uh, I like Tyrell Williams this year. Uh, he had a big game last week, and and he's going against the Jets defense. So I like Tyrell Williams. Good because I'm starting him. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I like him. Let's get to the real football games. Just a quick little recap of last week. You went three and one. I went two and two. Yeah. I gave you that crap at the beginning of the season because you were like Eli Manning and, and just even, even, even. And now you've you've taken over the overall lead. I'm 25 and 19 on the season. You're 26 and 18. All right. So now I'm Daniel Jones. But I'm not. Cl- I'm not counting. That lock of the week record at three and seven. No, so, the lock of the week has not been good to me. It has not. It, ha- it did, yeah, no, not not good to you at all. Let's see if we can <laughs> figure something out this week. Uh, first game we'll talk about Seahawks at Eagles. It's what we opened with. Uh, Eagles are favored by a point and a half. Where are you going? Uh, Seahawks on the road, 10 a.m. start, but they're gonna win. I think. I think the Eagles are too inconsistent. Russell Wilson is a magician at quarterback. I think the defense 
will hopefully build on what they did in San Francisco. We'll uh, find out if it was a fluke or not. We'll find out. And Philadelphia doesn't have the best offensive line, but they do have a solid offensive line. It's not on par with San Francisco's by any means. But I think the defense gets some pressure. Quandre Diggs has obviously helped that secondary. Shaquille Griffin had a really good game against the Niners. Hopefully he builds on that. I see the Seahawks winning this one. It will be a fairly close game because the Eagles are at home. But I think, I think the Seahawks are just a better team. Russell Wilson is a better quarterback. He is undefeated against the Eagles. Let's let's keep that streak going. Seahawks will win this game, and they'll definitely cover that. I wonder if Russell's been hearing all this talk about Lamar Jackson MVP, Lamar Jackson MVP. Everybody's on the Lamar Jackson yeah, it's train. it's like Russell Wilson had a bye week, and everyone just forgot that he existed, and then and, you know Lamar Jackson just keeps doing what he's doing. Yeah, which. so look for him, I think, to come out and have a big game. I, I'm going to take the Seahawks as well. Uh, I, I just think it's a big game. I don't think they are I don't think they look forward, but I think the Seahawks, they have to know how important this three-game stretch is and how the, the, the tide can change in that division like we were talking about earlier. I, I, I can't see them giving a, I, I can't see them losing this game to the Eagles. Like you said, this is a big game for them. If people think that it's just a big game for the Eagles, this is a big game for the Seahawks, and I don't think Russell Wilson's going to let that happen. No, he comes, up, he comes up big in big games. Both going Seahawks. We're taking the points. Um, Cowboys, at the Patriots, Patriots minus six and a half. Uh, how about them Cowboys? They're not going to win this game, but they're covering six and a half. Really, that's a huge spread. Like you said, the the Patriots' offense isn't the greatest this year, but that defense is good enough to keep them in the game. So I think the Patriots will win this game, but it's going to be more like a twenty to seventeen and not not a big six-and-a-half-point spread like this. I'm going to disagree, and I know I'm going to sound like a homer so bad on this. Homer! But, uh, I, I mean, I, I think the last time the Cowboys flew to the Northeast, it was against the Jets where they lost in MetLife. Uh, yes, they've had a nice little roll these last couple games. They are playing great football. The Patriots' defense is really really good. And I don't know if Dak has really played against anything like it. I think the closest thing to it has probably been Minnesota's defense. The Patriots had the last you know, out of the last three weeks, uh, two road games with a bye in between. They haven't played home in basically a month. And uh, I think getting back to Gillette Stadium, it's just going to be, you know, a, a, it's just they're going to be excited to play. They're going to be excited to play at home. Uh, Isaiah Wynn back on the offensive line, I think is going to help tremendously. Uh, I think the Patriots win by seven. Like, I don't think they're going to blow this spread. I just, okay. I, I think they can win by seven. So you're like 24-17? Yeah, something like right. that. I think it's seven-point game. I so guess that's I'll, I'll not too it. homerish. No. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't like my Patriots going against the Ravens are going to blow them out. Uh, we won't talk about that. <laughs> Next game, Packers versus 49ers. Packers at 49ers. 49ers are favored by three. Uh, they're only favored by three because they're the home team, which basically means even. neutral field, they're even. That said, they've kind of not been looking too sharp the last three games yeah, and the Packers a- have continued to get better and better and better. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have a pretty good game this week and I feel like the Packers defense while not amazing can do a lot of things rushing the quarterback so if I think if if the the Niners struggle to get that running game going early then it's going to be a lot of pressure on Jimmy G both to play quarterback and lead that team but also literally a lot of pressure on him with that pass rush so give me give me the Packers like you said you think the the Niners will probably go one and two in this stretch I think this is one of those games that they lose Interesting. So that would mean you think they would go on the road and either beat the Ravens or beat the Saints. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Maybe. 
Interesting. Well, uh, they go zero and three. Right? I'm gonna t- I'm gonna t- I'm gonna take the Packers uh, as well. I'm gonna take the points again. If if you were giving me those three games for the 49ers, I'd say they might win this one. It's at home, uh, but like you, for some reason, I think I, Aaron Rodgers is a man on a mission this year. Uh, he wants to. I, I don't. I just. I see the Packers winning. I guess it's just a gut thing. I don't know how to, how else to explain it. I won't break it down in numbers or any of that stuff. I just see the Packers. Uh, I'm just taking the Packers with the points. The fourth and final game we are picking, Ravens at Rams. The Rams are plus three. So the Ravens have been probably the hottest team in the NFL. That's right. A couple of blowout wins, three blowout wins in a row. One against the Patriots, which was at home. One against the Bengals on the road. One against the Texans, another really good team at home. I don't see the Rams hanging with them, man. I, I think Lamar Jackson is too good. He's too dynamic. That Baltimore offensive line is the number one rated offensive line in the NFL. Giants. I, I don't think the Rams can handle them physically. I, I think that they're going to get worn out. And the Ravens won't only win, but they'll have another blowout. As much as I want to just pick the Rams because I'm just like anti-Raven, they, they're just playing. They are the hottest team in football. They're playing great football. And no one's uh, talking about that defense. Ever since they traded for Marcus Peters, which, by the way, there's a fun storyline there. Marcus yeah, Peters right. coming back. Uh, they have one of the best defenses ever since Marcus Peters was traded to them. Yeah, I, it's hard for me. I just, as much as I would love to say Rams, it, I have to go Ravens. I just don't think uh, the Rams can, like you said, hang. They they really can't. The Rams aren't the team that they were last year by any means, no. and um, the Ravens are just on a different level right now. I, I would have to go Ravens as well. Thanks for giving Jared Goff that fat contract, LA. We really appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, lock of the week. Lock of the week. We're going to the NFC South. Bucks at Falcons, the game that no one cares about. Uh, the Falcons actually have won in two straight blowouts on the road in the division. They're at home now playing against probably the weakest team in that division. They're four and a half point favorites. I think they will win by more than that. The Falcons are my lock of the week. So congrats on the field goal win. Yeah, this is why. Yeah, this is why the Bucks will end up winning. You know, the, the Falcons go on the road, win two big games, exactly, <laughs> and then they come right? home and lose to the Bucks. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, and no, then James Winston's going to have like five touchdowns and have a career day. Mike <laughs> Evans will have like some insane record-breaking game, 300 yards or something like that. Something dumb will happen. Yeah, you, uh, you, you do what you want to do with the lock <laughs> of the week with your at your own risk. You take, you do whatever you want. Uh, <laughs> it's three and seven on the season you do what the heck you want that's gonna do it for this episode of jet city hot takes next week we are off i'm out of town the nfl's happening we're not working so we're gonna miss a week but there'll be plenty of storylines to talk about after thanksgiving um remember you can hear me and keith on the radio here in seattle on new country 98.9 the bull i do afternoons two to seven keith he follows me seven to midnight every weeknight and where can they find us keith Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Jet City Hot Takes, and uh, all your favorite uh, podcast platforms. Podcast One, Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, blah, 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 blah. You get it. Boom, you got that down. everywhere. Go Hawks.